Hi, I'm Kelly from thespunkycoconut.com. And today I'm here with my friend Stacy and maybe her husband, if we can get him on, from Paleo Parents. Hi, Stacy. Hey, Kelly. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> we were just laughing because your husband's in the background and we're not sure if he's going to be on or not. Oh, he's such a curmudgeon. So <laughs> any, t any time to avoid social interaction, he takes the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, I, I should probably fill our listeners in that right before I started recording the podcast, my oldest daughter, Zoe, who's totally smitten with your book, re realized that I was calling you to do the podcast and, you know, and I saw that light bulb go on in her head that she realized it was going to be you. And she was like, can I say hi? So she came running up here to, to meet you on Skype right before we started recording. And she was completely starstruck and couldn't, couldn't even say a word. Oh, she said a word. She was so adorable. She I was mean, so excited to see you. It was really special for me to see the excitement in her face, too. So. <laughs> she loves your book. And she told you, I'll tell everyone else, that she told you that her favorite recipe is the um, egg salad. Although we've also made the Kali rice like 10 times <laughs> and it's genius. I tell everyone, I'm like, no, 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 you've never had paleo Kali rice like this. It's so awesome. And it's easy. <clears throat> I mean, the yeah. thing is, we shortcut all those recipes. So I've, I've seen paleo Kali rice made a million different ways. And mm -hmm. um, when I saw Matt do his, his way. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so much easier. I can't believe not everybody's making it this way. It's the so. only way I make it anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And also, of course, from my post that we did reviewing your book, we love the sun buttercups. I, I completely speechless about the post that you guys made. I, I said oh. it here when everybody um, when we were all chatting, but that was one of the first posts that went up for us. Yeah. And, um, it was, we were it was, a little excited. <laughs> it was, it was so emotional for me because your site and you guys were an inspiration for us. So seeing your family with our book and Aww. the excitement and enthusiasm you guys had was yeah. phenomenal. And I think of you guys as the sun butter family, as much as I think of you as the coconut <laughs> family. Like, I didn't know what Sun Butter was, and I think I saw, like, a reference to it on your site, so it totally was fitting <laughs> for me that that's the recipe that you made. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah, we love that stuff. We've been, ever since we stopped eating peanuts, I think it was in the very beginning, so maybe eight years ago, we've been using it ever since, and I love that stuff. I tell everybody about it. It's, I mean, phenomenal. I got my mom hooked on it. Me too. My, my mom is still eating peanut butter. And um, I'm like, mom, just pick it up. It's at Trader Joe's. You know, she goes to Trader Joe's all the time. I'm like, just get one. And because um, she tried almond butter and she didn't like it. And I'm like, no, 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 you'll like it. And yeah. she she must have called me like with a mouthful of apple and stuff. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so much better. I'm like, yeah, it's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, I get it by the case from our co-op and... We just have tons of it in the pantry. That's hardcore. I haven't gone there. I get my coconut milk by the case. Uh-huh, uh, -huh, uh, -huh. uh And I get my Lara bars by the case. Oh. I, I haven't stepped up to get my, to get my son <laughs> so I'm not going to tell my boys because then they'll, they'll be on me. <laughs> That's funny. Aw. 
So I hear something exciting is coming out tomorrow, and I'm probably going to post this on Friday. So by the time our, our listeners are hearing it, um, something exciting will have happened already. But go ahead and tell us about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was contacted a few months ago by Women's World Magazine. Um, That's amazing. And, and yes, thank you very much. It's still a little bit um, surreal and overwhelming, but... Um, I actually did an interview with them while I was traveling for Paleo FX. So I was kind of in the throes and with all my Paleo superstar friends, we like rented a house together. And um, wow. I, made, I made everyone swear to secrecy while I squealed very loudly about having done an <laughs> interview. Um, and it, it came to fruition, which was shocking. So um, I, am, uh, I am a part of a two-page spread in Women's World Magazine on paleo being a, not just a weight loss, but they actually focus on, you know, grass-fed meats and vegetables as being good for your heart, good for arthritis, and all nice. the things that we know already. Nice. Um, and they... They nowhere mention grains and whole grains or yeah. uh, anything like that. So it, it's um, it's really actually a pretty good article considering the source. And I'm super excited to have been a part of it. And I hope that <clears throat> I can do my best to, to represent for, for the movement about how real food can change lives and health. So. It does. Absolutely. So that comes out on... The 7th, June 7th, 2012 is the date it hit stands. Nice. That is so exciting. Yeah. It's a, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. but um, And there's like before and after pictures and stuff? Yeah, it's just a little inset. They, we actually did like a full-blown photo shoot. And uh. to, your, to your audience, they might not know um, us very well, but we're, we're a little sardonic. We're not exactly... Um, happy-go-lucky, really outgoing people. So the photographer was like, you need to wear pastel. You need to put your thumbs up and smile. You need to do this and that, like, to try to get a full body shot. And I looked at him, and I was like, I'm wearing black, and (laughs) this is the best that you're going to get from me. So um, they ended up – I did two photo shoots. They ended up choosing one with me um, in an Eat Like a Dinosaur, the name of our book, Um, T-shirt. And then there's a little – you know, inset before photo. They also reference um, some other paleo people and websites and where to get recipes. And they have a lot of quotes from Lauren Cordain, who is one of the originators of the paleo movement. So there's a lot of good, like, information in there. It sounds like there's a lot of good information. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I, lo- I love that. That's, that's yeah. nice to hear that. <laughs> It was very pleasant because when I was doing the interview, part of it was like, well, how are you going to represent this? Because they, you know, I was answering questions and it could have gone, it could have gone in two, you know, totally different directions. I could have come off looking like an insane kook or I could have uh-huh. you know, gone well. And it ended up going as, as best I could have hoped for. I, think. I don't so, think you could look insane. I, I mean, I don't know. We could probably classify as insane to most <laughs> <laughs> Most of normal America, if they looked at what we were doing and what we were eating, probably. I don't know. I mean, people. Jamie Oliver's pretty mainstream, isn't he? Yeah, but he. I mean, I mean, he uses grains but, than we are. But yes, I mean, he uses grains, but I mean, he's you know more of the whole food, eat real food kind of idea. Yes, I, and I think that idea is coming around, which is why it was. 
they were able to do what they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's but a sign it, that, like, more people are, you know, moving away from Frankenfood. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was also kind of weird because it's the first thing I've ever done representing just me and myself. Everything we've ever done has been, like, as a family oh, and kind right. of focusing on, like, us as a family and the kids and all that kind of stuff. So it was weird. You know, Matt and I talked about whether or not I even wanted to do it because I was like, I don't know. I don't want it to be about me. Like, the, the mm. site and all that stuff has just never been about me or even about him. Like, it's we've tried to show it as this is something you can do as a family. This is something your kids are. Um, yeah, definitely. With. So it was kind of weird to kind of step out of that box and become just Stacy for a while. <laughs> but you're um, just yeah. you're just like like Beyonce now. Evidently. <laughs> yeah. I'll only refer to myself as Stacy henceforth. You, you get information. That's so funny. So since we are talking to since I am talking to you right now, how much weight have you lost? Um, I lost 138 pounds. Wow. I will, I will admit to have put on I think like seven or eight pounds since my 30th birthday. I, I, I made some pretty big efforts to get under 200 pounds for my 30th birthday. And I kind of rebounded from those unrealistic things that I did and have, have stayed there. But I did at one point lose 138 pounds and, um, um, I will lose more. I have not been taking care of myself the way that I should with the, with the book and the, well, it must be an emotional time right now. It's insane. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sleeping and, um, I'm not eating the way that I know that I need to because, you know, I'm just, I'm not doing the things that I need to do that I tell people all the time that they need to do. Um, so it makes me crave sweets. I'm not saying that I'm, I mean, technically I'm still paleo, you know, right, right. but, um, you know, I'm eating, I'm eating more bacon than I should. I'm eating, um, you know, more fruit or fruit based or, you know, treats and those kinds of things that normally I, I wasn't even really interested in before. Um, date-based date things? Yeah, date-based, maple syrup, honey, those kinds of things. But it's still not, like, good for my health, you know. Yeah. Um, Moderation. Yeah. And when you don't sleep and when you're super stressed, like, for us, this this has been a... This has been more than we kind of anticipated. You know, we... The community has embraced us in a way that we never kind of thought possible, not just from the paleo, but also the gluten-free sphere. Like, uh-huh. you know, when, when Alana said that she would be happy to do our forward, I think I about fainted. Like, I just... She's a doll. She's just... <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... And then you did the review, and I've become good friends with Shirley from Gluten-Free Easily. Oh, I love Shirley. I just, I'm actually doing an event. I'm, uh, we're, we, we as a family are guest speaking at her annual picnic on Sunday. And she's excited to meet us, and I'm like, but I'm excited to meet you. So, <laughs> yeah, so just in general, the entire community has been so supportive, and that's awesome. But it also has brought about more... Um, traffic, both wanted and unwanted, on the site in terms oh. of feedback and all that kinds of stuff. And we get emails. Have you been getting the nasty comments and emails? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get those too. Yeah, we're starting to get much more of that now, and we're also, you know, the it's the, hard. 
there are very negative vegans. I'm not saying all vegans are because my brother's a vegan and I grew up a vegetarian, but there are vegans that like troll paleo people because they think oh. that, you know, we're eating meat. And so, um, just hmm. some, some really negative stuff. And then on top of that, we get, it, it just feels like a commodity. That's what, that's what it is. Like, yes, it's great that we're able to turn this thing that's a hobby for us into something that generates revenue because we've been pumping our time and money and, you know, effort into it for two years. But at the same time, now that, you know, we have a successful book and we have a site with traffic, people are emailing me every day. Like, can you promote my product? Can you, can you promote my site? can you do this? And all these sob stories, can you send me free books? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a pay it forward post where we gave away a ton of free books. You know, we gave a ton of books away for review copies. Well, is your website free? Oh, the website is free with, I haven't counted, but there's probably at least a hundred recipes on there. Almost, mm. you know, cause that's 20- how I feel. I, I get, I get all the same kind of problems that you're talking about. And you know, your, your site is free. There's, you know, tons of recipes on there. I mean, at least a hundred, probably I've got hundreds on my site and, you know, we, we give as much as we can. Yeah. So it's just, it's been emotional for us because we do this for the kids. I know that's so hokey, but, um, no, you know, and anything that we've ever done has been because our boys' lives were changed so much. And we wanted to kind of get our story out and and be a model for people to say, it is possible to do this. And if you take the time and effort, look at the difference it can make. Yeah. And um, so we just, I don't know, we weren't really prepared for all the other stuff that comes along with that. Yeah, I know. It is difficult. I deal. I deal with that too. But... I mean, I think about what your boys have have done, like how they've gotten over what asthma and all. Tell yeah. me, tell me all the things that they've recovered from. So my oldest had behavioral issues. Yeah. Um, they, they were too young to be formally diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but it's genetic in my husband's family, and um, they were both my oldest and my middle son were told that they were gonna need to probably go on medication and be diagnosed. And my oldest son actually almost got kicked out of preschool because he um, wasn't able to control his body. Like he was just so enthusiastic about playing superheroes on the playground that he would choke out a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so he also had asthma. Mm-hmm. He was also overweight. And then my middle child had severe eczema, severe pet allergies, seasonal allergies, um, He, too, had um, ADHD behavior. Um, Trying to think of what else. That's a lot. He was overweight. Um, And then, you know, Matt had severe depression. I had uh, postpartum depression with my first two pregnancies, but not when I was paleo. Um, But, you know, he and Matt and I lost a ton of weight. Um, That's that's amazing. Yeah. All that. Away, including like blood pressure, cholesterol, sleeping, acid reflux, like joint pain, anything that could possibly, you name it, it, it was either improved or it went away with changing our diet. So, like the boys aren't on medication, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Um, when we tell people that Cole used a daily inhaler and that he doesn't even have any problems at all anymore, they don't believe it, but yeah, um. 
That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it's. Cr- I mean, <laughs> so how can I not want to share that with people? You right, know, right, and right. I, I just feel like. Um, I've, I've always felt like, and I'm sure you feel this way, well, my kids are cute, so I'll tell the story through them, you know, like, <laughs> so much easier just to show a picture of happy kids, um, <laughs> than to make it personal about me, so now that the site's become a little more personal about us, and people are emailing us, and they want our attention, and they, you know, do this for me, do that for me, I'm like, um, oh, this isn't really what I signed up for, so we're, we're trying to balance out how to, um, to still give back the way that we want to, but also um, to focus on being a family, to focus on spending less time answering right. email and, um, you know, not not being so concerned about if we have a blog post this week or not or, you know, just all that stuff. We're, we're, we're working through it. So, and it's, it's much more emotional than we kind of anticipated. We've, we've, co- we've gotten to the point where at least once on the week, at least either Saturday or Sunday or both even, we've done both. We have to, um, you're going to laugh. We bring my laptop. My husband's computer is down in the basement in his office, but my laptop is in the kitchen where I, where I do everything. We've been bringing it up to the bedroom and literally locking it in the bedroom so that we can't <laughs> work. That's a good idea. It's that bad, and I help. I I help made my husband hold off until just last month on getting an iPhone because I'm like, honey, we just can't get away from it. You know, we work at home, and every night, like after you come up from working downstairs, I'm doing stuff on the computer, and then you're using my laptop, and it it was just like nonstop. So, um, I didn't want to have the iPhone that when we left the house, we could just keep right on working. You know. Yeah, no, that's the problem we have. Matt and I both have iPhones. We have an iPad. We have laptops. And um, I have a full-time job that's a very, like, demanding, active full-time job. I'm the wage earner for the family. So, what do you, you know, do? I'm, um, I'm in government consulting. So, like, I work, I'm, we live in D.C. So there's a, you know, basically anything that the, the government needs, my company does, like, services. And I'm part of the team in the back office that helps make that happen. So, um, so you have two jobs, like my husband, he's got his business and then he's got the spunky coconut. Yes. Well, I would, I would add a few more things to that list. (laughs) 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 Homemaker, caretaker, (laughs) mother of three. Uh, yes. So uh, it's, it's demanding. And when I come home, like I need to decompress and, Mm -hmm. um, I end up like Matt will say, well, I answered 40 email today, but there are eight that are specifically addressed to you or asking about breastfeeding. <laughs> it's like, that's, really people yeah. have been asking you about breastfeeding. I get a lot of breastfeeding questions. Yeah. Like only recently or always. Um, well, I mean, our site traffic generally has been increasing over time. So the questions increase no, no. over time. But no, I, meant, I, meant, I meant the breastfeeding. Like, has that come up recently because of what's been going on? No. Um, or is that, I, have you always gotten breastfeeding questions? Well, I, I have several posts on the site about breastfeeding. Like, I have a series called Baby Led Weaning. I have a two-part video series about how to um, – successfully breastfeed and I have a grain-free lactation cookie recipe. So I think like through those posts, a lot of people read them and then they have follow-up questions. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Okay. So, I I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. I didn't, I didn't know no, about those. No, it's totally fine. I, 
and I don't think there are a lot of people out there who are willingly saying like I and what specifically I'm a working mother who exclusively breastfed three boys for six years you know and that's that's not not a lot of people have that resource um so that's and I'm impressive. like yeah so I'm actively involved in like La Leche League and um all those things so I actually have been immersed in the breastfeeding world for for as long as my my oldest son is almost seven so, um, so how long did you get to take maternity leave I took about 12 weeks for all the boys. Wow, that's not very long. No, that's like, you know. So then you were you were pumping the rest of that time. Yes. So I pumped for for both for all three of them. I pumped for about a year. Um and then normally you would switch from like if you weren't, you know, feeding a, a breast milk bottle, you would switch from formula to cow's milk. So at that point we would switch from um my ex- express breast milk bottles to water and we would supplement with coconut milk and um, more nutrient dense foods. You know, we would focus on giving more liver, giving more eggs and stuff like that. So, wow. I'm so impressed. Thanks. We, and we made our all our own baby food. So a lot of people ask questions yep. like, how do you do grain fee baby food? And I, I know like there's more information about that now, but I think last year, um, not a lot of people, especially in the paleo world, had talked about having babies. So more people are having babies now, and there's more information out, which is great. Um, but wow, it wasn't available before in large quantities. So, you know, I've actually um, struggled a lot with my weight, and um, I don't know, something about nursing, I guess because the last time that I was overweight was when right after I had Ashley. And, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been everything from 200 pounds to 120. Wow. So, like, an 80-pound an difference there. Yeah, that's huge. Um, <clears throat> but with um, Zoe, my oldest, I had postpartum depression and it was, it was really bad. And I, I think, I think partly I thought I was just depressed from the weight, the being overweight. Cause I was overweight the whole time, like with, with Zoe and also um, with Ashley. Uh, but my, my doctors at that time kind of gave me some bad advice that they thought that they didn't recognize that it was depression or postpartum depression. They just, they just thought that it was, the nursing, they kind of blamed it on. Kidding! Nursing gives you like <laughs> good feelings. <laughs> I know. So yeah. So I'm I'm sad to say that I only nursed Zoe for a few months, and I um, and then she had terrible reactions to formula, and it was terrible, Stacy. I I didn't even I didn't even make the connection. I was in my early twenties, and I didn't really know very much at all about, you know, how food affects us and nutrition. And, and I just, I just didn't even think, oh, she's throwing up this bottle because she's like reacting to it. You know, it just, yeah. But, um, I just got goosebumps because that's something that like, I, I could tell, I could tell you that that's happening to most people because like you said, the information that's available is just terrible. Yeah. People yeah. will come to the Leche League meetings and say that their doctor told them something that's like, the, if, if they're trying to increase their supply, the doctor would have told them to do something that would 
reduce their supply. And it's not that I think that the doctor is trying to be malicious. I just think that the information and the education for, for women is completely lacking. And I don't know if that's like a sense of community that's been lost. I don't know if the art of like, um, the midwife and the postpartum doula, like all those kinds of things kind of have gone away as we've adopted like this doctor hospital birth experience. If that's, I'm sure has something to do with it, but have, did I you have your babies at home? No, I had I had three C sections. Oh. So I tried to have a V back with my second, and he had a legitimate need for a C section, of course. So um, then with my third, um, we decided it was our last. So I just decided that I would get a tubal um, ligation, so I don't have to worry about accidentally giving birth over the next decade. Um, ah. But. Um, I will say that, like, I chose to have a doula with with me through through those um, second and third labors after my first horrific experience. And um, I remember when my doula, I had already successfully breastfed my first, so I kind of was, like, snotty with her, like, I don't need your help. After you've nursed a toddler, like, nursing a newborn, I'm sure, as you know, is not the same. Like, you know, I oh, I know what I'm going to do. Get away from me. (laughs) My gosh, what is this thing? It's not the same. So she... (laughs) She came in before. How does this fit in there? Exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to break this thing. So um, she came in and she said to me, I will never forget. She said, you've got such perfect nipples. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, like totally embarrassed. And then I just got like really filled with pride. Like it was amazing how just a little bit of encouragement went so far. And I'm like, that's the thing is. None of these nurses, none of these doctors would have come in and told me how great my nipples are. <laughs> you know, but, like, what confidence that gave me to breastfeed my baby. So, um, yeah, I just, I think it's really sad that the information isn't out there. It's another thing. Like, that's breastfeeding isn't really part of paleo, but because I think the information is so lacking and because it is essential to starting your children on the, the best well, nutrient that you can it kind of is a little paleo. I mean, it's more paleo than giving them cow milk or yes. soy. I think breastfeeding is like as paleo as it gets. It I is. Mean, I mean, I, is there's really not much choice between formulas. I mean. No, I, well, I know most people that have difficulty either with supply or, um, you know, who adopt or who have um, one of the um, big names in the community. Angela Coppola does the paleo podcast. I don't know if you've heard of him, but. Um, his yeah. wife had his baby prematurely and they really struggled to kind of get her supply working. And, um, I know he used the Weston A. Price Foundation, um, formula for form. I use quotations for formula, but it's, you know, it's like it's hypoallergenic. Not, yeah. It's made with like liver and nutrient dense food. I think it uses a raw cow's milk. I'm not sure if that, but that's would be Weston A. Price typical, oh. but it focuses more on, um, you know, put, putting in nutrient-dense foods, fats, and, and stuff like that to, to make their own formula. Um, I, heard, I think what most paleo people do, but... I heard a long time ago, I think my naturopath, I don't know if it's still available, <clears throat> had told me that there was a hypoallergenic one that was made... I, I want to say it was either safflower or sunflower oil or... I don't know. It was It was some other not-soy, not-dairy option and it was more expensive and I mean I wasn't I wasn't nursing or I mean this was my kids were older but um that would be I guess a good option for people that 
you know, have to have to do that. Yeah, I, I would just say, for me, for someone who's listening or knows someone who is struggling, like the best thing to do is just to get involved in the community somehow. Like I, I personally am involved in the LHA league and there's like monthly meetings that you can go to for free where women like me who have been breastfeeding for like, you know, forever. As long as long as, I feel like I've been a mother longer than I haven't been, even though it's years, but that's a really long time to someone who hasn't been, who has a newborn, like to, to be able to talk to someone with six or seven or 10 or some, some of the women in my group are like grandmothers and they, they come just because they enjoy the company of other new mothers and holding babies and that kind of Uh thing. You know, you get the wisdom of women who have been there and they, they tell you like, it's okay that your baby is up all night long. They're just going through a growth spurt. Like, you know, stuff, stuff like that, where if you tell your doctor, like, ah, I think maybe my supply is low because the baby's just nursing and nursing and nursing and never stopping. The doctor might not tell you, well, that's because your baby's trying to increase your supply because they're growing. It's okay. You know, there's pee, pooping and whatever, then don't worry about it. Where it's like, you know, we can tell you that the doctor's not going to tell you that the doctor's going to come from a concern of the baby. Well, if the baby keeps nursing and you know, whatever, then so I would say like, just try to find. Well, H.A. League. Yeah. People who have succeeded and get their advice. Yeah. You know, and I know there's banks too. I, I know, I know where I live. There's a milk bank. Super expensive. I, with my first two, before I was paleo, I had an oversupply issue and I didn't have that issue with my third, which is kind of interesting, but I made way too much milk with my first two. And, um, I actually donated and I, I looked into the milk banks and I was really kind of irritated with them because between the screening process and all the stuff that I had to do as a donor, it would have like cost me time and money. But then there's no compensation and they charge a boatload to the mothers who are getting it. So I ended up finding like an offline source where, you know, I would give, you know, my blood medical records to a woman to show that I didn't have, you know, um, any sort of disease that would contaminate her child. And then um, she would just pay for me to ship my milk. And um, I found a a local woman who had adopted a, um, a drug addicted baby and I donated, um, to her with my second and that that worked out well and wow good, so there you totally good lord stacy I, I, I thought i was like impressed with you already now you're blowing my mind uh, i told you the people think i'm crazy like i just start talking and i, I just keep digging myself deeper <laughs> <laughs> that oh. is so wow well, you know, I, I mentioned I, I did have a, a home birth with my lap with Ginger, my baby. And I people kept asking me to, you know, to do a post talking about the, the experience. And so I finally did. And after I wrote this like big long thing all about it and it was really beautiful and how, how much I loved it. And then at the very bottom I'm like, you know, as great as this is that I'm telling you, I really should be talking about breastfeeding because <laughs> That's what's really missing in our culture, like you were saying. That's what we should really be talking about. Yeah. But anyway. So I, I tried to be really transparent on our site. Like, there's pictures of me. Um, Wesley and I actually weaned in February. And so in March, I posted, like, a um, a post showing pictures of an older, almost two-year-old child nursing. And 
Um, I know that when I was breastfeeding my first and he was a few months old, I saw a friend of mine post a picture like on Facebook of her three-year-old nursing. And it was a lot less offensive to me than I thought. Like I saw the same look in the three-year-old's eye as he nursed with his mom and they were clearly bonding. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not a sexual thing. It's not gross. Like that baby's getting nourishment. And the toddler, if the toddler still needs nourishment. So I tried to be you know, as transparent as I could on our site, like this is something that we're doing and this is some, you know, the weaning process is obviously emotional, especially because I knew Wesley was my last baby. So, you know, that was emotional, but, um, I'm on the other side of that now and it's, um, you know, for the first time in my life, I have my body back. I have my hormones back. Like all that kind of stuff is starting to work. And I'm like, Oh, I'm my own person. Like I'm not (laughs) all the time. Like that's, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, I yeah. nursed Ashley for 18 months. She weaned herself at 18 months. Um, very, it was very, like, surprising because Ashley's got a lot of delays. And when she was 18 months, I thought, oh, man, she's just never, ever going to wean with the delays, you know. And I just was not expecting it. And in, like, a course of a week, she just weaned herself at 18. It was almost exactly 18 months. And... um and I was so sad, too, because I didn't expect to have any more either and until we decided to have Ginger. And we waited a really long time. You know, Ashley's turning eight next month. So, they're, so there's a pretty big age difference between yeah. the kids. But, um, yeah, it was totally different, like, like what you were saying with um, being paleo. I, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not completely paleo, but the way that my diet is grain free and um, <clears throat> the way that I eat and take care of myself, this pregnancy was so much different. This, Oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. And so I remember, I, I, remember I watched a video of you. I think it, you might've had ginger on as a brand new newborn, or you might've been about to give birth, but you were talking about dates in the video. And um, I just, I just remember thinking like how much, how special and healthy it was for like people to see you that way and to feel encouraged in their own life. Like, you know, talking about how you're, you craved certain things through your pregnancy and you crave certain things after you gave birth. And like, you kind of talked about that. And that's, I think like what I try to do and what I enjoy about when I have the opportunity to read your blog, what I enjoy reading about your blog and your book and that kind of thing is like, just, being so open and transparent because that stuff is, is totally normal, like cravings and hormones and, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't make you a a raving lunatic, you know, if you're eating a whole foods diet, which is what you are doing, like it might, it might be a little bit different from the way that we choose to eat our whole foods diet, but um, you're, you're improving the quality of not just your life, but the, the lives of everyone in, in your home and who you create in your own body and all that kind of stuff. So, well, it's like you said, you do it for your kids, you know, like that's why you have your, your site and your book and everything is for your whole family. Oh my God. You just said book. Can we talk about your book for a minute? <laughs> sure. So I'm I, guessing you mean the last one. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, of course I have your other two, but, um, I have your dairy-free ice cream book in front of me. You should not have bought that. I should have, I would have sent you that. 
It's totally fine. I, I'll use my book money to buy your book. So I'm sure you sold $20 worth of books for me with your post. So I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so I want to know what you recommend. I'm like literally paging through here. And when I, we just got in the mail a few days ago and I was talking to Matt and I was like looking through it. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like I was talking out loud to myself. He's like, what are you talking about? What are you looking at? And I'm like, I need to talk to Kelly about these recipes because some of them do have um, like guar gum or things that normally we wouldn't use. Did so you, I'm wondering if you have, did you read the beginning? Yeah, I kind of skimmed through. I did read the, like the sweeteners and I saw that, that there is like a thickener thing right. and there's options. So, so, but some of them have guar gum and gelatin. So do I just choose one? Like how, how do you want me to do this? How do you want me to paleo this book? Which one has guar gum and gelatin? I don't think any of them have both. Um, okay, I just was looking at one that I thought had both. I mean, there's a there's a recipe for fluff that has gelatin if you're not... Oh, maybe vegan. that's what I was looking at. Yeah, if you're not vegan or vegetarian, um, I, you know, I was trying to make the book... Yes, a, I... A, I appeal, I was trying to appeal to people who are meat eaters and not, not meat eaters. I'm with you. I have that same problem. So... <laughs> So for for people who do not eat meat, I I uh, in the rocky road I suggest a fluff that is a vegetarian or vegan fluff for the rocky road. But if you do eat meat, then you've got to make the fluff that's made with honey and gelatin, um, which comes from Jenny from the Urban Poser, who you know very well. Her marshmallow recipe is the bomb. Phenomenal. Yes. Yes. So I, I just modified that just a slight bit. I took out some of the gelatin so that instead of a marshmallow, it would be a fluff. And I asked her if it was okay to use it and to give her credit, and she said it was okay. Um, so that's the only recipe that calls for gelatin. And like I said, it you know it's optional. You can always buy the vegan one. But as far as the gum, as far as the gum and all the recipes, the thickener, it's completely up to you. That's why on every page I have. Um, the page number for ne- next to the gum and the ingredients that'll give you the page number. So you just flip to the beginning. If you don't use gum, you can use gelatin or you can use um, dates or bananas. Okay. I've tried to use bananas. I think like, you know, in our recipes, we did that stuff. And although it's great right away, it's like a brick, like later. Yeah. So, um, it's not perfect. Yeah, so I was reading... Um, have you done dates or gelatin? Have you tried those? I have not. I have not. I've done... We've done bananas, and we've, like, um, done other sweeteners, like palm sugar and stevia and stuff, but... Um, well, Ilana swears by the dates. Okay. She, she's she's made, like, I think, eight... At least eight of the recipes in the book so far. Mm-hmm. She's completely obsessed with it, and so um, she she's been using dates. She told me for all all the ones that she's tried, and she thinks that that's like the best. She lo- she loves that. So I would recommend for you either the dates or the gelatin. You could well, do. We love, we love dates. Like we use dates for yeah. anytime I have the opportunity to put dates in a recipe of ours as a sweetener, like. It's always my choice. Our chocolate chip cookies, I use dates as a sweetener, and I think that they're the best thing 
ever. I don't know. We have some people complain on our site about the dates. I'm sure you get this too. Hey, this free recipe. Um, can you rewrite it for me? So they, they always complain about dates. I'm like, what is wrong with you that you don't like dates because they're just delicious. <laughs> they also offer some nutritional benefits. So just eat them and get over it. Well, um, and that's so- the other thing. Speaking of nutritional benefits, the, 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 um, ice creams, a lot of the, a lot, not all of them, but a lot of them are raw. So you're getting all the the dates are not cooked, and if you if you use um, hemp milk, you know uh, that's that's going to be raw. So you're going to get all the essential fatty acid from the hemp milk, or you know, alternatively, you can make cashew milk, and so you're that's that again that will be raw. So there's a lot of um, there, there's a lot of nutrients that are going to be in in these ice creams that are not in conventional ice creams, you know? So let me ask you if, um, if I, if I watered down like canned coconut milk, um, to be the texture of the hemp milk or the cashew milk, you think that would still work, right? You wouldn't even have to. The only, the only reason that I combine cashew or hemp milk with coconut is because not everyone is used to the flavor of coconut. Coconut is our butter. I yeah. need to change the slogan on our website. <laughs> <laughs> People come over for dinner and they're like, mm, I can taste the coconut in this. I'm like, really? I know, I know. To me, it's my background palette at this point. I'm yes. like, everything needs more coconut. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know, we're, exact, we're exactly the same. And, I, and I, I encourage people to get hooked on coconut that way, that, to increase it in their diet. And that eventually they'll become like us where they don't even, you know, taste it or it doesn't, whatever they they just can't get enough of it but but for people who aren't there yet um it's helpful to add you know some cashew or hemp milk just so that it's not so overpowering for them but for you i mean you could just totally go ahead and do the whole thing coconut milk well i tell you what i'm totally down at the grape sorbet like it'll probably be the first thing that i make <laughs> the kids because- love that Oh my gosh, I had a um, Concord grape sorbet for um, a birthday of mine a couple of years ago, and I still remember it as being amazing. So I'm going to need to find some like legit Concord grape juice, and I'm totally getting down on this recipe, as well as once I show the boys the book, I haven't showed it to them, because that means that I'm going to have to spend hours in the kitchen playing with them. Um, so I think that the one that I use is legitimately organic Concord it's just, I think it's the Knudsen. I, I don't, yeah, yeah, you say, you make a recommendation. Yeah. Just Concord. Ooh, it's Concord. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. Can I find that online somewhere, or where do you find that? I, I, I can find it in all the grocery stores. I mean, the health food stores, definitely, but even my local store has, like, a, a section where they have... So I can send Matt to Wegmans and he would be able to find this. Oh, maybe. definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I'm so excited. And the chocolate chip ice cream sandwich cookies look so great. And the boys are going to be excited to see either Zoe or Ashley's hand. I don't know whose hand that is, but. Oh, the one of Zoe holding the pop. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you have that. Thank you. I'm so excited. Are you kidding me? I have all your books. Aw. So we all need to, you know. You know, it's funny. I, I, oh, I just, I can't stand the taste of, of cane sugar anymore. Mm. I mean, it's, for me, it's not even just about 
you know, health reasons or, or, or even the glycemic thing. I just, at this point, I just don't even like the taste of it. I think it's because I haven't used it in so long. Like I'm, I'm working on starting a, um, gluten-free, dairy-free cake business. Uh, Colorado just passed this cottage food law where we can sell baked goods and things that are non-perishable that we don't have to have a commercial kitchen. Cool. Yeah. And I thought it would be really fun with the girls to make like birthday cakes. I found this book that got me so inspired. It's just called like birthday cakes for kids. And I picked it up at Michael's and I was flipping through it and they were so cute. And I thought, oh man, we would have such a blast making these gluten and dairy free. Well, but then I started thinking it's going to cost so much money if I use my frostings that are, you know, alternative sweeteners. Yeah. And, you know, I make, I don't know if you know, I make kombucha. Yes. Okay. So I actually have this bag that I bought at Costco when I started making it of organic cane sugar that's not bleached. And, and I'm looking at this bag and I'm like, maybe I should just try making a frosting somehow. I don't even know how to do it. Okay. So here, I'm trying to like figure out, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how you make frosting, like the unhealthy way, like the regular way. And I tried to do it and I don't know if it came out right, but I just couldn't stand it. I, it was so gross to me. You got to use palm shortening. Like that's I did. How use- I did use palm shortening, but I guess I didn't grind the, um, the sugar well enough. Yeah, you got to powder it. Yeah. So I was, I was trying to cheat and use my magic bullet. I don't know why. I think my blend, my blend tech was like wet and I didn't, I was being lazy. Like I didn't want to dry it or something. So I'm like, Oh, I'll just put it in the, in the magic bullet. And it was so grainy. And I think I only put like equal parts, like one part palm shortening and one part sugar. And it was so too sweet, like way oh, too sweet. Oh, we use, when we make our frostings, I think we're, Matt, what do we use? Like a one to three ratio of sugar to shortening? Oh, that'd be so much better. Yeah, because we use, we'll use like um, honey. Raw honey is really good in a frosting because it helps it stand up, but that's not cheap. That's not going to help you. Uh, <laughs> Or we'll, we'll use palm sugar or date sugar and we'll powder it. We don't have a blend tech. We're not cool like you. So um, <laughs> we use our co- – we have a dedicated coffee grinder that I got from a thrift store for five bucks. That's like oh, that our, works. our sugar coffee grinder. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Stacey, you're so funny because you're saying you do a one-to-three ratio. Yeah. Well, here, here I'm thinking like my one to one ratio is so not not sweet because the recipe, like I said, I didn't know how to do it. So I'm googling like how to do it. Yeah. And, no, the internet is wrong. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what ratio it says when I googled it? What? It was like three parts sugar and one part shortening. Oh my god! If you could see me, my mouth just. It dropped open. So, and I'm thinking, oh, this is so like conservative of me to just do one to one. I don't know. I mean, with me, with palm shortening, because it, st- it stands up yeah. really well. Like, I don't, I just do it for taste, you yeah. know, just enough to make it not taste like shortening. So, like, we, you- we, yeah. we make, like, flavored shortening. So, we have, like, a cinnamon ginger, or we'll flavor, like, I think we have a chocolate one in the book. You know, we, it's hard, we have a vanilla bean one on the site. It's hard to just do, like, a plain flavor is the thing. You have to kind of 
choose choose something to kind of mask the fact that it's shortening. But otherwise, you just need enough sweetener, just you know, just a, a little bit is is kind of our approach. All right, I'm gonna try it one more time, and I'll do your your ratio of three parts shortening to one part sugar, and I'll powder it better better this time. Yeah. And Matt, we'll see. Is the- Hey, Matt, do you remember if the cinnamon ginger frosting recipe or the vanilla bean recipe uses, um, like, a powdered or a liquid for Kelly to try to replicate? I would love to use honey. That would be better. Yeah, try it. I'm just telling you, we wing all this stuff. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) I know it comes off like we know what we're doing. But um, I would just use, start with, like, you know, a cup or half a cup of palm shortening and just add tablespoons at a time of, of whatever sweetener you want until you get it to, to a place where you think you could work with flavor. Like that's what I do. Do you think I could pipe it though? If I used honey yeah, instead I, of cakes all the time. Okay. I, I mean, a, a big cake, you're going to have to figure it out. But, um, cause I've never done this before. Like all my frostings are nut-based, either, you know, coconut butter or nuts. No, no, no. You can totally, you're going to have to, it's summertime now, so you'll have to be careful and keep it refrigerated uh, yeah, because yeah. it'll soften. But um, you can to- you totally get it to stand up for sure. Okay. That's probably part of the problem too is I'm looking at it and it's not really thick enough to pipe. Mm. But then, but you just reminded me that it's like 80 degrees in my house. Yeah. So that's probably got because I put it in the fridge after I made this horribly sweet, disgusting concoction, and it turned into like a block. Yeah. So basically, after you do it, like leave it in the mixing bowl. Don't put it in the pipe bag because then it's hard to kind of remix. But put it in the mixing bowl um, in the fridge for I don't know ten twenty minutes just okay. to let it stand up a little, and then you know fold it, mix it again, and then put it in your piping bag pipe, and then put your cake in the fridge when you're done. It would be, cause I actually used to decorate cakes. I used to like take up back in the day. Oh, um, I, I, um, took like a, do you know, they like have those classes at Michael's. Yeah. Of course you do it with like fondant and stuff like that. But I took one of those classes and, uh, used to really enjoy making cakes. So, um, my grandmother was a really great baker and, um, just, you know, she's like a big Italian woman. So we used to love to, I used to love to cook and bake with her and she was a good t- cake decorator. So, well, I love the look of a fondant cake. I just don't think I can. No, a friend of it. mine actually tried to make a, you know, healthier fondant and gave up. Like she tried like a million different ways and yeah. said, the heck with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she actually ended up buying fondant, decorating the cake. And then when she went to serve it, it was a, her son's, uh, sixth or seventh birthday. She wanted a Harry Potter cake and she had to like cut out things to make it be really like Harry Potter ish. Like, yeah. so she bought fondant, decorated the cupcakes. And then when she served it to the kids, she took, took the it fondant. off. <laughs> That's what Lexi does. My friend Lexi from Lexi's kitchen. She does the yeah. same thing. She said she'll use the fondant just to like, decorate it and do the all the cool stuff and then she tells the kids that it's just decoration and they take it off yeah that's, I mean, yeah because <laughs> that's another yeah. thing is it's not gonna help your healthy cake business though just don't eat it <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah i know i'm thinking of just not using it at all i'm just gonna do like 
the piped type frosting, the buttercream type frosting. And um, there's a lot of really cute stuff that you can do just, just with that, without the fondant. So I think I probably won't, won't use it at all. But the, the natural dye that I use, I'm thinking, oh, man. The, the whole, the, the cake, the price of the cake just went up a lot just by, just by using the natural you know dye. They, you know they have that, like, big kit on Amazon, right? Yeah, I, I think I got one. Okay. Well. Because that is cheaper than buying it in the store. It's still not cheap, but it is cheaper than buying it in the you store. Mean, it comes with, like, six different ones. There's one that comes with, like, 12. Oh, okay. I, I have it on my Amazon wish list, but, um. <laughs> <laughs> someday. That's adorable. Um, yeah, but okay, okay. I, I bought the individual ones at the health food store, and they, they're they great. So I saw one that was like a full-spectrum rainbow with like 12 colors on Amazon, and I haven't bought it yet because I haven't had a need to buy it. But um, it's one of those things where I'm like, as soon as the kids have a fun birthday where I can like do superhero cupcakes or something, I'm yeah, totally... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Well, I'm going to totally throw Matt under the bus and um, ah, do it. Make, make him come say hi. Hi, Matt. Can you, say, can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> He's like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> He's like sitting on the sofa. I, we, my computer is in the basement. Are your kids and asleep? So, yeah. Um, and he's, like, on the sofa listening to me, just, like, raising his eyebrow laughing at me the whole time. So I thought it was hysterical. And awesome that your husband wrote the introduction to your book, by the way. Like, it's totally something Matt would do. Like, Stacy had this kooky idea to do a whole book dedicated to ice cream, so I researched it. Like, this is total husband material. It's awesome. Uh, so, it's a shame you don't hear by. I think we would have fun hanging out. <laughs> Aw, definitely. I mean, I used to live, we used to live there. Yeah, I think we realized that in, like, the wintertime or something. Yeah, you yeah. More like on the Maryland side, right? Well, both. We lived in D.C. for a while, then we moved to Gaithersburg, and then we moved back to where I was from, which is Annapolis. So, cool. yeah, we lived, and we lived in Annapolis, oh gosh, I don't know, six years or something? Seven, maybe seven years? I don't know, before we came to Colorado. Well, they don't allow chickens here unless you have two acres, so don't move back. I mean... Oh, no! That's such a bummer! Right? We're, like, us real foods people, we're picketing the Fairfax County... uh, That's not right! Two acres? Yeah, we're... I mean, What kind of chickens are these? We're kind of heavily populated. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I'm like, okay, if I have two acres, how many chickens can I have? Because (laughs) We eat seven dozen eggs a week, which I think equates to, like, 40 chickens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're not getting any chickens anytime Oh, soon. man. You got to come here. Like, my town, my town of Longmont, I mean, people fight over, um, there's, a, there's a wait list because I don't think they have any kind of, you know, requirements for, for the size of the lot. I mean, the, the houses that have chickens in, in Longmont, <clears throat> they don't have a very big yard at all. So, um, yeah, if we ever get to to live in a, you know, our neighborhood right now has a homeowners association, so we can't have chickens. But if we ever could live downtown in Longmont, we would love them. But we probably got to get on the wait list now. For the approval or whatever. Yeah. 
Well, because, well, it's just, I think they have um, a certain number of people that can have them. Oh. So they only, so they're like full, like they're, the the, the number of people who ha- can have them is is all filled up and. Well, you just got to be the, you got to make friends with the person in the neighborhood who has the chickens, right? Like, so someone has a pool, someone has the chickens. No one here has a pool. That's real. I don't know why. It's so hot. It is so hot here. I can't even tell you. It's been 90 for like on and off for two months. And and no one, no one has a pool here. I don't know why. That's crazy. It's really weird. I don't know why. Maybe because there's lots of, of uh, city pools, like local or, you know, community. Maybe, it's also, maybe they're like hard to maintain in the wintertime because you guys have, you know, harder winters or something. They're not that hard down here. I don't know. I, mean, I, I have no, I can't talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll admit that I have, it's something I don't know nothing about. Um, <laughs> I can talk about breastfeeding and whole foods all day long, but cool caretaking is not my business. So, um, I don't know what made me think of that. I was going to say, did you see, did you, I didn't put the, but I didn't put the picture up. I just looked at my hand and I, when you said Whole Foods, I, like, looked at my hand for some reason, and I have this burn on my hand. Did you know I burned my hand last week? I think I saw on Facebook that you're going to get some some good remedies for you. How are you doing? I was going to ask if you'd seen it, but I haven't put the picture. I've been taking pictures to document it, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can post it. You know, I've got this food blog, and, like, ew, here's, might, here's my I, disgusting or- hand. I might purposely avoid that one. Although I will say I have a very good friend who um, accidentally, she she has two um, very active boys who are friends with my older two active boys. And um, she, she was like, I don't know if she was banging on the glass door or something to like tell them to stop playing rough in the backyard. And her whole arm went through her glass door. Oh, and she posted pictures of her cut up arm and I like accidentally came across it on Facebook oh. and you could like see all the muscles and the bone and everything. Oh. It was so, I mean, oh. your burn is probably not that bad, but you know, you know what's really funny about this though. <laughs> Speaking of like people, you know, that want you to advertise and stuff. So, um, it's really, Oh my gosh. Did you get people who want to help you with your burn? No, 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 no. But talking about, like, gross stuff and how it's kind of inappropriate to put gross things on on a food blog Mm -hmm. reminded me, um, it's, you know, it's kind of difficult unless you have, like, a million hits a month to get um, paid advertising. Well, I thought I had finally gotten somebody, like, last year sometime that was interested in, in doing paid advertising, and then I realized it's a colonic company. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is a food blog. I don't know if people really want to be seeing that or talking about that. Like, <laughs> Well, I will tell you, it's 10 steps in the right direction that you were able to recognize that just because someone wanted to advertise on your site that it wasn't a good idea. Because I don't know how many people's sites I go to and I'm like, hey, hypocrite, this thing over here is a complete contrast to like what your site is doing. Oh, like the ads for, for wheat? Yeah, for, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, or a whole food blog, and the whole thing is like, eat these protein bars and drink this pre-made oh. smoothie mix. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just, 
I understand that people need to make money, so I, sh- I shouldn't, like, talk badly about them. But I do think it's important as bloggers that we consider our audience and yeah. knowing that people might not want to know about, you know, and colonic. I think, and I think colonics are awesome. But, like, I, I'm a big promoter. I, I think everyone should get colonics. I think they're great, and you should definitely do it. But I'm just not going to put a big ad for one <laughs> next next to my recipe of, you know whatever pudding or something i don't think those two things go together very well so good call good call <laughs> oh man well i i have like a million other things i wanted to talk about but we should probably get going cuz my kids are it's uh it's their bedtime so they're they're like mommy mommy we well, need to go to bed we, we can definitely talk again and i think like yeah, I was I was going to ask you, like, all this other... Star she'll probably want to talk again when she has some words. Yeah, yeah. And I, I seriously have a list here of other things that I didn't even even bring up. <clears throat> so, we should do that sometime. Definitely. Well, thanks for having me and for being a great online friend and supporter and... Um, you too. A beacon in the community, as we like to say. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for for uh, doing the podcast and and uh, you know everything that you do. I think that it's awesome with your whole family and all your success. It's terrific. Well, thank you. You yeah. as well. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, Stacy. Thanks. You too. Bye, Matt. Bye. Oh, Matt. <laughs> Bye, Matt.